is going on, Cigar Club family? Welcome to another episode here on the Cigar Club podcast. Today, we are talking about two things, cigar and whiskey unicorns. And joining me to bring in his unicorn collection, which <laughs> most certainly will outdo my unicorn collection, oh, is the Palette Prince, David Pugh. Don't be so humble. You've got some killer killer things, and I'm really excited to see what you are uh, going to say or is, is on your cigar and bourbon whiskey holy grail unicorn list today. And I pulled a couple of these that I was really bummed because the one, my like favorite unicorn cigar is at home, in my home oh, humidor. No. So I brought like another one that's kind of like it, but it's not. But anyway, um, we've got a really cool set of lists here in both whiskey and in cigars. And this is an interesting topic because it's that collector mindset, it's, which is in cigars. I don't think it's as heavy as it is in whiskey, mainly bourbon. Um, but it is still there. Those cigars that sit on your shelf or in your humidor, the whiskey that sits on your shelf that you just can't get yourself to smoke or drink. I am really, really guilty of this, especially <laughs> with cigars. Um, bourbon, I buy and eventually make my way towards. I do have a couple bottles that I'll simply probably never open just because the novelty of them or the extreme rarity of them. But I'm very, very guilty in buying cigars or purchasing an expensive cigar specifically for a special occasion or to say, hey, I'm going to smoke this on a special occasion and then just never smoking it because it's either expensive or I only have one of them or I never find that perfect moment to smoke them. So before we jump into it today, I said, let's do it. So I grabbed one of my unicorns. No, you're smoking it on the show. I'm smoking it on the show. I I'm already into that. it. But I wanted to, get? I imagine this is someone's unicorn out there. So I wanted to smoke it. You know, maybe they okay. will never buy it or have a chance to find it. Um, I bought this four years ago and it's been sitting in the humidor ever since. And I always say, I need to smoke it. Birthday, anniversary, <laughs> vacation, whatever, and I never do. So today, I've already lit it up, so I didn't hesitate. For the podcast. <gasps> I am smoking. Uh, it's hard to see in there, but if you're listening, it is a 2017 Davidoff Art Edition. Oh. It's been sitting there. I, I bought it at, uh, I don't even know where it was, but it was a Davidoff store, or that carried Davidoff, not a Davidoff store, but I bought it on a whim and said, hey, I'm going to buy this and smoke it for some celebration or whatever, and... I don't know if the mood never came up or the weather wasn't perfect or I forgot about it, but I knew I had it. And so we've got that. And because we don't hold back here, I wanted to drink someone's unicorn as well. If you opened up your Weller. Oh, which there first it off, is. I'm really sad. This is starting to get empty. <laughs> well, as soon also, as you start to not see the George T. Stag name is when you get nervous. And they just announced they're not going to be doing a 2021. Exactly. So this was a 2017 George D. Stag. So it also coincidentally lined up with the 2017 Art Edition. It's a unicorn, right? Um, I, I very rarely go to this pour. I actually don't think this is probably going to pair well <laughs> with this cigar. I think the proof is probably going to be too high at 129.2. But hey, you know what? I've got it. Life's too short. You never know what's going to happen. Smoke them if you've got them. Don't ever, you know, if you've got the opportunity to smoke a unicorn, so let them sit there and, and especially with cigars too, right? You know, sometimes that flavor profile will change if you let them sit too long and hopefully that's not the case with this. Here's something else about smoke them if you got them. I have all too often put cigars aside and I just realized another one I don't have with me that I want to talk about. Anyway, 
I've all too often put cigars aside and said on my birthday, when we, when I buy a house, when I have my first kid on my anniversary, everywhere for the record, I'll, (laughs) I'll smoke this and I'll do that. And the cigar won't live up to what I remember. Mm -hmm. And that could be partially because it's two years since I got it. And it was like really in its prime when I first smoked it, or you just hype it up so much because it's like, I only smoke the cigar every five years. You, you won't be let down if you just smoke it and are amazed at it and enjoy it in the moment. You could be let down if you sit on it for five years and you're like, all right, I've, I've thought about this cigar for all this time. You light it up and you're like, oh, I don't love it. Which is why now it's you- like, if it's one you love, just smoke it. Yeah. Smoke um, it then I mean, and there. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm certainly, I'm bad about it. The mainly Disagree thing is with just me, finding, I dare you. Do it. No, no, no. I completely agree. <laughs> The one thing that I have an issue is, you know, is finding that perfect moment. And I think that's yeah. that's where I overhype a cigar is that, you know, like right now the, the conditions aren't ideal. Like a rainstorm just passed through. It's quite humid out. But <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Because normally I would be like, no, let's go grab a daily smoke or something that I'm used to or, you know, something that I don't mind lighting up if, if I can only get halfway through. And uh, right. I need to get better about that because I have a lot of cigars to smoke. Not enough time to smoke all my cigars. So smoke yeah. what I, I need to smoke what I want to smoke at that time. And, and, you know, if something's not perfect, that's still okay. Correct. And we love the flower shirt today, by the way. I just noticed it. Thank you. We're fired up. Um, what is the details on the 2017 Art Edition? So I've got them pulled up. Um, it's a 6x54 a Toro. Uh, it's a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper and binder. Uh, the filler, I'm not even going to pr- try to pronounce because there is some filler in here that I don't recognize. But we've got Dominican Republic uh, filler. We've got some Brazilian filler in there as well. What, what, but what is the story on the art edition? Like, what, 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 what is, where does that name come from? Because we know, like, the chef's edition, right? Yes. Yeah. So Michelin this is, a, I believe, a yearly release that they okay. do. Um, and they have beautiful box art. So if you're at home listening, mm. pull up the Davidoff Art Edition boxes. Uh, they're basically I what see. I assume is they have an artist that comes through. And uh, for the 2017, there was like five different box arts uh, to them. So they're just gorgeous painted boxes. And I, as far as I know, that's the story behind it. I don't know if they, like the Chef's Edition, they go out and particularly work with an artist to blend the cigar. I think it's more so they blend this really good cigar with rare tobacco, and then they find an artist to conceptualize the box. Got it. Okay, cool. I mean, Davidoff, the king of limited cigars, like every one of them is so cool. And whether it's like a story that they tell about it or the visuals. I, I still am obsessed and I haven't had any, but the ones that they just do in the brown gold paper mm-hmm. with the lines and they put the label over top of it, that's always the one that captures me. And I'm like, ah, I just want to buy the whole pack. It's just so cool. Yeah, I've never I've never smoked those. Davidoff's to me, it's it's my go-to treat yourself mm-hmm. brand. Uh, I, love, I love their marketing. I love their concepts. Yes, I love their I agree. limited tobaccos that they know they're only going to get one run out of it but they're still okay producing um you know producing that limited run it's cool to just to see kind of some of those rare varietals and and what they can do yeah i i i fully agree with you it is a treat yourself because you're i mean for the like that one i'm assuming msrp is what 40 39 correct yeah so it's it's you have to think about that purchase but yeah that that's the beauty of davidoff a lot of very few times do they let you down. I, I what a way agree. to kick it off! Uh, you're you're literally smoking it. 
I just can't believe that you're smoking it on the podcast right now. We all should feel honored. It, it, uh, I had to put myself to it, right? This was all about smoking your you unicorns, talking about your you unicorns. And if someone's out there, any of these unicorns that are on our list today, if you've got them, smoke them. Let us know how they are. Or let if us they're know. one of our bourbons, drink it. Tell us uh, you know, how it is, if it's worth uh, the hype and whether or not it should be on our list or not. Absolutely. But let's. Uh, I think we should get right into it. Kick well, us like, off, Dave. Pew, you've already kicked us off. I is know. That, wait, I, is that not on your list? Not on my list. Because I have Oh. It. To me, oh. a unicorn is one that's not on your list that oh, you're God, constantly we have... searching for. Uh-oh. Switched it uh, up okay. on Dave. I should have clarified. Okay. Here's the problem now, is I did unicorns that I own. Okay. Okay. Because we should have talked about was this, like folks. the unicorns you can't touch, which is totally no. fine. Uh, so then Pew's doing unicorns he doesn't have. Fair enough. I'm doing unicorns I own. All right. That works. That works. No, this is completely... It, it'll be exciting. Whoops. Okay. So... <laughs> Uh, cigar wise, I have, this is, I don't know exactly where to start, but I'm going to start with this one. This, the one in my hand is not the exact one, but it's the only one I had of this brand here. The other one is at my house. This cigar was given to me in 2018 or 19, very nonchalantly. I was in Key West, uh, not, it's not a Rodriguez. I was in Key West meeting with this guy. And we were talking cigars, and he's like, ah, I got something for you. He goes into his humidor and hands me an Opus X oh. Petit Lancero Bellicoso, which I'd never even seen just, before. No way. Just here you go. It just handed it to me because we were talking about cigars, and I was like, you know, I love like the 109 caps, and we were talking about Agonorsa, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, I love... All of them, I just wish people would make them in smaller ring gauges, but mm-hmm. I, but it's very hard to like make a 40 or 42 or 44 that has that like, not torpedo, but like short Bellicoso 109 yeah. tip. Yep. And that's where he's like, okay, I have one for you. And it's six and a quarter by 39 with the most <sighs> beautiful, like perfect Bellicoso tip, Opus X, Petit Lancero. That's one I I can't bring myself to smoke, but now after after this convo, I'm I'm going to smoke it this week. Good. Maybe I'll smoke it on FA4 or something, but Ooh. or on the next podcast. If I had it with me right now, I would be smoking it. I would tell you to. I wouldn't let this continue because I have I have just that's the cigar I've held on to the longest ever mm-hmm. in my life. Is that one 2018, which isn't that long, three and a half years ago. I got that cigar and was so enamored by it because I'd never heard of it. I've never seen. I've never seen any cigar like it. And it's not like a weird, crazy shape. It's just people don't make Lanceros the with a bellicose tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's Opus. So the tobacco is probably amazing. And it's yep. like a light, almost Connecticut shade. Anyway, that is the number one cigar on my unicorn list that I own. Caveat. Um, <laughs> while we do talk about am, these things, folks. <laughs> we do plan am, this beforehand. I, I am going to be thinking while we are chatting, though, if there's any that pop into my mind of ones I don't have that. I want to have because there are plenty. Um, but anyway, that's my first one. Kicking it back over to you, Mr. Pew. That's a great one. Uh, Opus is definitely, I do have, I'm going to follow that up with Opus on my list. The Mine are in no particular order, uh, but I bet that cigar not only smells amazing, but you know that's just going to be a phenomenal You know it's going to be flawless. Like, yep. Uh, very rarely, if ever, have I been let down by an Opus. I mean, their their quality control is absolutely superb and and then those are ones that 
if you're going to drop twenty twenty five dollars on a cigar, yes, you should you should feel pretty confident that if you're picking up an Opus, you're probably going to have really great construction and everything will will hit on the mark. And I think the Petit Lancero only sold for sixteen bucks a stick. You just there you can't find them anymore. Can't They're find all them anymore. Gone. They're done. So, so to follow that up, uh, I'm going to stay similar in line. I I'm going to break the mold. It's not a cigar. But it's a sampler of cigars, you could say. Oh. It's going to be the Opus 6 assortment that they come out with every year that are in the the red, the blue, the black, the yellow boxes. Um, and then within that, they've got a whole slew of rare Fuente Opus cigars. It's been one that's it's common that come out every year. I could jump on the gun if I want to. Yep, It's an investment. And so that's where... It lands on my unicorn list. Not so much that it's hard to find, but it's an investment for, I think it's like six cigars, hence the name Opus 6. But let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, so six cigars. It, it comes in this beautiful packaging travel humidor for it. It's one of those that I'd love to buy, and I would fall into the category. I probably wouldn't smoke these because it's it's a chunk of change. It's more than I typically would want to spend on a cigar. You know, maybe it would be a, a celebratory box purchase, um, you know, celebrating something. Who knows, right? right? Um, but that's one that's been on my list for a while. I love I love Opus. I love their marketing. I love their limited edition. I've never had anything bad before. But it's one of those that I have put off on buying because I know I'd probably fall into the same routine if I'd buy it. And I'd sit on it and not smoke it because, you know, I would never find that perfect, perfect weather condition or perfect reason to celebrate uh, and pull one out and smoke them. Yeah. And the, I feel like I'm making a name for myself on how I talk about Padron, and I don't want to be a Padron shit talker at all. <laughs> I do not. But I will say that to me, between Opus and them, like there's no, you can't compare them. Opus is, it's just another level. And every single one I have has totally different characteristics, like line over line. There's like, they're very unique to themselves. The amount of flavor that they get in these, Cigars is like nothing I've tasted in any other cigar before. So to me, they're like the flagship um, of like that ultra premium sought after cigar. Like I trust Opus that I will love it and it will be a game changing experience over any other brand. I completely agree. And a lot of it for me is growing up, you know, my dad, those would be things that I would hear. I would hear the name Opus. I would hear the name Davidoff for, um, you know, celebratory sticks and, and yeah. celebrations and just higher end cigars and for me the the appeal of a an opus or fuente fuente is the moment i light it up i immediately know it's a, an opus because of that aged tobacco it just has this musty yep mushroomy yep. uniqueness that can only be there that i've usually only find in tobacco that has aged for five or six years prior to rolling and, and I, I love it <laughs> they there's something about opus and it's that is the cigar i smoke every single year after thanksgiving after i oh. eat the thanksgiving meal it's always yep. an opus i love the the opus double robusto um and then i just got somebody gave me an angel share which i've never had before but that double robusto maduro literally every year for the past three years after thanksgiving i go outside and i like that up because it's like the only thing that can, that i still I get all the flavor. It matches mm -hmm. like how full I am and like the type of meal I just had blow for blow. And it's like, oh man, I look forward to my Opus every Thanksgiving and I'll smoke them in between then. But that's like, that's the cigar I go to. 
It's so funny you call out Opus Thanksgiving baby. specifically because uh, every year my uh, I get together with my parents and we we rent a cabin to celebrate a later Thanksgiving. Uh, and each year I bring uh, an opus for my father and myself. <laughs> and like yep. literally we'll cook the meal and we'll go out, sit by the uh, the fire pit and we'll light up uh, an opus and sit back and enjoy a, kind of like the perfect cap to a, uh, an overeating meal. <laughs> Even on a completely full Thanksgiving stomach, there's still Correct. time for an opus. And, and realistically, that's about the only time that I smoke one just because it's almost like tradition at this point. And it would feel yeah. weird going outside of tradition. Yeah, uh, but it's funny that you also smoke it on on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I did it a few years back, and I was like, "Wow, this was like the most enjoyable cigar experience ever." After like gorging my face off. So anyway, Opus X, baby, first on both of our lists. Although we're not in any particular order. Okay, second on mine is a new one I got, which we've already talked about on the podcast. And again, I'm working under the impression of these are things I already have, and that is this uh, Crown Heads Four Kicks Lancero. I can't find anything about it online. I don't think it actually exists. And that's why I love it so much. Like it is, I think it looks like a seven by 38 or like seven and a quarter by 38 might be longer than seven. And, um, I'm going to smoke it. It's, it's about the same length. as the Jericho Hill that you sent me Pew. Okay. Um, I'm going to smoke it, but this is like straight up. This is a hesitant to smoke one because I know I'll never see it again. I like mm-hmm. I won't even be able to look at it online and think about when I had it. I will never see this again when it's smoked. Yeah, I've got um yeah, that looks like almost the same mold as the Jericho Hill. But that's that's special. I've had a couple cigars that have been gifted to me that are not production release cigars or, you know, maybe a private blend and it's so hard yes. to smoke those because you probably don't know what's in it. Probably doesn't have a band. probably doesn't have a name and you're like this is special because the story behind it someone gifting it to you um i was gifted a a cigar from a vendor i don't want to say their name but it was a private you know this is one that he had held on for a while that was gifted to him and he gifted it to me and i sat on it for a long time and eventually smoked it and it was phenomenal (laughs) like hit all the notes and then what's what was the unfortunate part is it didn't have a name right so i just have this insert brand name here, private cigar. Yep. That was fantastic. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and usually I try to have like a photo log on my phone, even if it doesn't go on to social media yeah. or anything like that. I try to take photos of every cigar that I smoke so I can go back and not only help myself, like come up with my top 10 of whatever, you know, whatever year we're in, but also that might be the only information I have about that cigar, simply that photo. So it's nice to kind of reminisce on on some of those and, and why I enjoy Instagram because I can yes. post kind of like a photo journal of cigars like Instagram and, and the posts that I put on Instagram. They're for really you. Just for totally. me. I don't, I don't remember half the cigars that I end up smoking or, you know, it's nice to go back and think of, uh, you know, what I paired with that cigar or something like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, the, the unbanded unreleased sample cigars are the most dangerous because you hit the gems and you're like, well, I guess nothing happens now. I just, I got that experience, which in a lot of ways, is worth it. And sure. you can either sit on it, which is just another unbanded cigar, or you can smoke it, take a photo of it, and always remember it. I'm going to jump in and give an update on the Davidoff Art Edition. We're here for it. Uh, so far, we're about we're about a third in. First off, great construction. I have uh, 
botch the ash a little times by running into it with my phone um, or mic stand here. But uh, great construction. It's windy out. We just had a rain come through. Burning great. Flavors are subtle. Um, the cold draw was this beautiful floral berry, Ooh. light berry notes. Um, right now into it, we're getting this kind of uh, creamy chocolate, a mm-hmm. little bit of cedar, a little bit of leather. There's definitely some aged tobacco. It's not as apparent or as forefront of something like an opus that we just talked about, but it does have that little bit of mustiness to it. I imagine this cigar was pretty pretty banging when it first came out. I think it's aged well. Um, I'm not regretting sitting on it for so long. Uh, Davidoff is known for, I love their infographs where they show like first third, yes. second third, uh, third, yes. third, where they break down the, the flavor notes. Totally. Each. Uh, one of the favorite things about them, but so far... Great. Good transitions. A lot of nuances that are kind of playing. I did predict that the George D. Stag would be a little strong for it, but hey, why not? Why? Right? <laughs> the purpose of the why episode. Why not? No, I, I agree with you on that one. I'm glad I'm glad that's what you're drinking. Um, all right. So number two on your list, Pew, what, what do we have here? Cigar wise. Coming in next, I'm going to stick with okay. the Davidoff oh. theme. Uh, and this is one that I slept on in 2019. I kept pushing off, you know, hey, I want to buy it, I want to buy it, I want to buy it, never found it, or, you know, maybe didn't find it online or purposely go out of my way to find it. But it's the Winston Churchill Limited Edition 2019 The Traveler. Oh, man. I immediately fell in love with this cigar when they first announced it and released it. I'm a sucker for a box. I, if you I'm looking at it right now. make it's a beautiful. beautiful box, the band, the secondary band that blew and how it contrasts with the white and gold of the primary Winston Churchill band, it just, it's beautiful. The um, tray? The, the, the box itself is a humidor that you can throw a bovita underneath of it. The cigars sit on a tray. I mean, this is one that I completely regret not buying. Um, and now it's out of stock. I just, it's hard for me to pull the trigger. And it was one of those, like, if I was going to buy it, I was going to buy right, the box. Right, right. Um, because I wanted the box. I didn't want a three or a five pack. I wanted the whole shebang. And maybe financially I wasn't there. or I just never found a reason to be able to justify pulling the trigger. But that's one that's been sitting on my wish list that I kick myself in the butt. I'm going to circle back to another story about kicking myself in the butt that... that so I've got a cigar, kick yourself in the butt, and I've got a, uh, oh, a whiskey, no. kick yourself in the butt. I walked in, they but had all this thing called Pappy cigar. It was $80, and I wasn't going to spend that on a whiskey. Mm. <laughs> Not that bad, but for me, it's pretty okay. close, because it is my top unicorn Oh, bottle. no. Stay tuned, people. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned for that one. Uh, but absolutely gorgeous cigar. I don't even know if the cigar is great. I don't know if it holds up to other Davidoff releases. It could be a complete flop. But I'm obsessed with that box. Um, I, I know you are as well, but I'm a sucker for for marketing and great brands. Yep. And that one just that one hits all the uh, the. No, it's stunning. I love the Winston Churchill line from Davidoff. The tins of the little Bellicosos, they're like four and a half by forty four, four by forty four. I love that cigar, and I love the band. I love the, Winston Churchill is like one of my favorite characters in history, and. Mm-hmm. That is like the Davidoff. I always am kind of like, ah, I'll buy it. I'll buy it because I, I just think it's so cool. I feel like Winston would, would smoke I that profile. <laughs> you know right? what I mean? I'm like, I feel um, like he'd approve. Especially the late hour. The late hour Winston yes. Churchill is one that I did buy a box of. Um, I still have some left in that box. I think I yes. bought you one that, uh, one time. When that we is a mobile. crazy cigar because of how like musty and That's, earthy and mushroomy. Yep. Yeah, 
it's it's wild. I love it. It's a great campfire cigar yes. because it's it's the tobacco's aged in Scotch barrels. It's one that, like you said, I think Winston would be like this. This is a cigar. Like what's going right. on here? Um, putting both of his favorite things together. Uh, but yeah, those late hours are fantastic, and I'm pretty sure that's a regular production. So uh, that's usually a box that I'll I'll probably keep on hand just because it's a a perfect cigar, in my opinion. I think it's it's really totally, good. and it's it's not too it's not overly expensive either. So it's one that I don't mind. Because it's a full box. It's not a tenor that runs the cost of a 25 <laughs> box count. Yeah, it's a little more approachable. Um, totally. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we both get to our last ones on the on the cigar list, before we head to bourbon, real quick plug here for the first ever Cigar Club event in person coming up in Moon Township, a.k.a. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Smokestack Cigars. We will put the link to the Eventbrite in the YouTube uh, description slash we'll put it on the podcast description as well where you can claim your free ticket pew unfortunately is not going to be there with us he has unfortunately not. informed us um but myself and most likely griff and potentially ramsey we're trying to shake everyone's schedules out and see if it'll work we'll be there at uh, smokestack cigars in pittsburgh november 7th 1 to 5 p.m to release the brand new pinkies out limited edition cigar that we did in partnership with Alec and Bradley Rubin. Uh, so if you're near Pittsburgh, or even if you're not, we're giving you enough heads up. you got a month. Book your ticket and get there. I promise you if you come in your Cigar Cup family, you will leave with something special. Really bummed that I won't get to miss that. I know you guys are all going to have a blast at that event. If you're in the area, come on over. If you're not in the area, book your tickets. Get those uh, car arrangements or flights made. Come out. It's going to be a wonderful time. Totally. All right. So next cigar, I'm going to end this one with what we are, what I should have done in the first place. I'm going to end it with a unicorn that I never smoked. Ooh. But then I'm also going to call out like two other ones really quickly. But um, (laughs) third one on my list, unicorn I never smoked. And this is specific to the year because I've smoked the subsequent ones. The original release, Warped Black Honey. Okay. Original release. I had the 2018 Mm -hmm. or 17 and then the 19, but I never had the 15 or 16, whatever year the first one was out. That is up here to me of a cigar that I never had that I wish I could have. I will completely ruin you. I was fortunate enough to smoke one of the original releases. I was able to get the second release in twenty something like that. Yeah, not. <laughs> I still have some from that twenty eighteen release. Not it's, the same anymore. No, it's still yes, a great cigar. Yes. But and and you know what? You could put them side by side, and I probably couldn't pick them out. However, that cigar I got was gifted to me the original black honey release and once again the story behind it the generosity of someone sending me yep. that cigar build you know added to the kind of limited release of that black honey the the hype that was already there for it in the first place um that's a phenomenal scar in the the 2018 release we'll call it equally as good i mean not equally as good but yes. still good in and of itself Comparing it to the original, I wish I had. If I had an original release, I would anybody has an OG Black Honey out there, I will trade you a lot of cigars for that single one. That's all I'm saying. Um, 
another one that I actually still have, I think I have one or two left, was also warped, was the Moon Garden Lancero that he released in 19. And I hunted forever to find that. I found some random brick and mortar in California that had posted about them on their Instagram. And I'm like, hey, do you guys still have these? He's like, yeah, we have like, we have like five or six left. And I'm like, I want to buy them. They like, we like PayPal'd each other for them because they like were not an online shop. I found them through just mm-hmm. scrolling because I missed the initial release. And I was just, I was on Reddit. I was on eBay. I was everywhere. Eventually found this guy, got a five pack of them. And um, it it was a great cigar. So you have some. Yep. Have you not had it? Okay. I think I have a box. Ooh. I thought you were going to say you did. I'm like, I will send you one. I think I have one I or two I don't know. Left. I know I have a... I think I have a box. I'd have to go double check. Because um, I may be confusing that with the Skyflower Lancero. Oh, from, from this past year. From yeah. recent release. But I... Because I'm looking at the band and I'm confident... It's I'm like turquoise. Sure one, but could be wrong. It's not... It's like turquoise no gold. and, and dark, yeah, yeah. Bl- like a dark black. Yeah. I'm fairly confident I have a box of that one. So that... And I've smoked... I know I've smoked yep. it at least. Um, but it, that's a it, great cigar. It really is a good cigar. And the last one I had written down was this beast. The Sereno A. Mm. 2,000 of them. I don't. I still haven't smoked it. That one was on my, re- you uh, have one, my right? list until okay, I got cool. one. Cool. I have one. Um, when I remember Carson posted... 2019, maybe? Posted a, a story on their Instagram of the Sereno A. And I was like... <laughs> I even messaged. I was like, "How can we get this?" He's like, "Oh, it's a limited release. You know, some retailers may have it. Search for it. Search for it. Never found it." And then twenty twenty yes. black box cigar club I black box. In, and I was, I I literally bought the black box just for that cigar. Like that could have been nothing yep. else that I yep. wanted in it, but I that cigar had it and it was totally worth yep. it. Yeah, this cigar, uh, it's just it's cool. I think he made two thousand of them total, two thousand coffins or eighteen hundred like coffins, and I mean that's a very rare release for a national brand. So anyway, for sure, those are mine. Pew, close us out in the cigar category with a bang. So this has been a cigar that I have smoked. I've only ever smoked one or two of them, and it was my first warp cigar that I ever smoked. And I can still remember the very first time I smoked it. I can literally close my eyes and it takes me back to it. Is the warped original release Villa Sombra. To me, for anyone not watching at home, he is showing it in front of me because he has one. Um, I have one with your name on it. That's what I have. And I don't have the mojito size left because I I smoke those so fast. You can't even imagine. Killer. My favorite Connecticut of all time. But I do have the, it's like Robusto or Grand Robusto. And Mm -hmm. this one that I'm holding will be going in your package that I still need to get out to you. I literally took it out of your package, which is just sitting on my desk, just, just to, to show, show it off when I saw your note on it. And it is yellow as hell. So that cigar, oh, I bet. That cigar I smoked for the very first time at the lake. It was a morning. I had a strong, dark cup of coffee. Gorgeous out, you know, day on the lake, right? You can't go wrong first off there. But sat outside on the deck, lit it up, walked out of the dock with my cup of coffee. I still have the photo somewhere. Just to me, it's the most uh, the original release. I know Kyle's coming out with uh, a re-release here in the near future. At least he's teased about it. To me, that is the most Cuban-esque mm. 
U.S. or non-Cuban cigar that I've ever smoked. It's, it's got that hay forward profile, a little bit of breadiness, or at least from what I remember, a little bit of breadiness, uh, and then just this beautiful cedar undertone that carries throughout the whole cigar. It's not this cigar that changes every third, at least for me, but it was a consistent profile that yep. I loved. Went great with the morning cup of coffee. Uh, and then every Cuban that I've had since uh, kind of just, it reminds me of that Villa Sombra. Yeah. It, it, I punch myself almost every day. We'll talk about a kick yourself moment. When I first moved to Ohio, I went down to Party Source in Northern Kentucky, walked into their humidor and they had this massive side, like warped section. And I'm like, this is awesome. And then I start looking and I'm like, Eloso Lancero. Eloso Bellicoso, Villa Sombra, both sizes, Lirio Rojo, 18 and 19. I mean, dude, I, w- I was looking at these Everything. and I was like, I'm in like shock and awe. And I bought five of each of the Villa Sombras. I should have bought, they had two boxes left that were probably had a couple gone. So there's probably 20 of each. And they were on sale. They were like 20% off because they were what? trying to move them out. Because I guess nobody knew the oh, brand no. there. And I bought five of each and I punched myself every day for not buying both boxes because I could have probably bought both boxes for like 180 bucks, 200 bucks. And oh no, oh no. And I smoked that mojito one and I was like, I made a mistake. And by the time I went back to get them, they were gone and it is what it is. But I just remember that cigar. Um, it was one of my favorite warps that and the, um, one year when I was really big and like trying to hunt down the black honeys, I stumbled upon a really sketchy website in Tampa that had the most random warps ever. And I'm like, this probably is just going to steal my money. I bought a warp <laughs> La Colmeno, a mod, a motto. No, that, no, sorry. Like that? That's the, that's the regular production one. This one was, I need to look up the size. It was a Lancero Colmeno. No, I didn't even know they made it. I've never seen it before. I'll find it while, when you go into your bourbon. I'll find the exact name of it. And I was like, oh, this must be a mistake. So I added it to the cart. It showed up. That was the best tasting warp cigar I've ever smoked in my life. And I only had one. No and by the time I went, when I went back on, there was none. So I'm assuming it was like the last. They had like a straggler because you couldn't buy a five pack. <laughs> Found it sitting in the back of the And... Door. It was insane. I know I have a photo of it somewhere on Instagram, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I really do love, and I think it's one thing I miss or why I gravitate. I still gravitate towards cigars that we can't even get as cigar club because it's so much fun to me mm-hmm. to get the ungettable, which I completely, you know, agree. It's, like- <laughs> it's nice to know a lot of the cigars we smoke are work related and it's great. I love it. It's, fantastic but it is nice every once in a while to branch out to something that you know i normally wouldn't smoke and and kind of sit back and separate myself from the business side of things and you know researching or validating of of customs or future blends that we have and be able to sit down and go cool this cigar that i'm smoking not work related i'm going to sit down and and relax and kind of separate the uh thinking about work or thinking about pairings and and whatever it may be and uh that's kind of what i do with these you know limited releases or um, unicorn cigars. I found it and I found the website it was on and I got excited for a second because it didn't say sold out, but it is 
because I oh, added no. to cart. It's the warped La Colmeda Amada Amado number thirty six. It's a six by thirty six. And I remember I bought that and then I bought Cristales before he re released Cristales and you couldn't find it. And I bought those two on mm-hmm. there and just lost my mind. Anyway, I'm gonna send you the link to you because there might be some other goodies on here that we can find. Oh, look at that. Anyway. I found it. That thing is gorgeous. Oh man, I did that's a completely new one. Never even heard of that one before. It's amazing what's out there and those little kind of one-offs. I don't know if that was a private release or a single-time release, but that thing looks gorgeous, and I bet that was fantastic. Right, yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to save my... my uh, and this one will be for my, my whiskey list. This will be in order, and I'm going to save my my unicorn, my holy grail, creme de la creme, top of the list for last. So I'll kick us off with a unicorn that I Let's have had. Let's talk whiskey. I was fortunate enough... Well, <laughs> this is another one that I've had, like I, I did with the Villa Sombra. I don't know if I would actually buy the bottle, but it's a bottle that I want, and that's going to be Heaven Hill 27. Mm. Mm. I was fortunate enough to get a pour of this when I was doing the Bourbon Trail in 2019. I walked into one of the oldest bars in Kentucky. It was sitting on the shelf. I was talking to Bailey, and I was like, oh, I'd love to love to drink that, but I know if I have to ask the price that it's probably way out of my price range because it normally should have <laughs> been. So we've been drinking all day. No, no shocker there. Bailey summons the courage. It was just us and the bartender. Like there was no one else in this right. place. And she goes, how much is it for a pour of the Heaven Hill 27? And the lady turns around. She goes, well, fortunately for you, it's half price top shelf bourbon. <laughs> and this place has every bourbon that you sure. can imagine. And I was like, okay, how much is it? And she goes, normally it'd be $100 for a pour, but it's 50 And I go, yeah. yes, please. Bailey looks at me like, she looks over at me. She's like, wait, you're serious? <laughs> and I was like, absolutely. 100%. Like, all day long. That's a $100 pour that I'll never get to have again. So this was, uh, if you're unsure or I've never heard of it, uh, it was a 27-year-old Heaven Hill bourbon that predated the fire that burnt down a lot of their warehouses. It's legit 27 years it old was, in the barrel. It wow. is legit 27 years old. Wow. Um. It's MSRP, I believe, is $500 a bottle, which to me, I think they only produced 2100 I mean, it was very, very limited. That may have even been more, you know, super limited barrel release. Um, you know, it's one that I knew I would never see again. I was shocked to see it. So I immediately jumped on it, and I, I nursed that pour, and it was fantastic. Going into a 27-year-old bourbon, you know it's going to be heavily oaked. To me, I enjoy that. A lot of people don't. I thought the oak was really balanced by vanilla caramel undertones. Um, completely worth. I would do that $50 pour all day, every day. If I found a bottle for MSRP, I don't think I would not right. buy it. <laughs> Throw it on the old credit card and deal with right. it another day. Um, the secondhand market is like $2,200 plus, which I would not spend. Um, I'm not one that likes to spend over MSRP in the first place, but... At five hundred dollars, that bottle is totally worth it for me. Um, the just the the coolness of it, having pre-fire Heaven Hill bourbon, uh, having a bourbon that's twenty-seven years old in and of itself is really cool. Uh, but that was phenomenal. Great story. Great place to have it. I mean, unreal. One of the oldest bars in Kentucky. You can't. You no, can't you can't. That. You can't. That is freaking cool. And fifty bucks all day is worth a pour of something like that. Especially it was vacation, right? So we were out. You're already in that mindset of treating yourself. Uh, you know, you've been drinking all day at the doing tours and stuff like that. But 
definitely not a, a purchase that I re- I mean, I've seen Weller 12 for $50 a pour, which is absurd to me. But the fact that it was, I was like, yeah, I immediately, no hesitation. Yeah, I'll take a pour. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm literally updating one of them on here now because I want to do my two that I have, one that I want to have, and I it just finally dawned on me. I was like, what is the one I try and put in the back of my head and I don't get excited about so that I don't spend over MSRP on it, relatively speaking, mm-hmm. within a hundred bucks? Um, but anyway, okay. Well, I'm not going to look because I wanted to. All right, first on my first list is be. one that I have. I haven't opened it yet. I know. Drink them if you got them. I'm going to open this one. With the baby. It's going to be my, like, yay, baby's here. We're excited. Open it. Um, nobody has more, you know, dramatizations over a child than me, clearly, with all the cigars that I'm making for it and <laughs> this bottle. But I digress. Uh, Old Carter single barrel, 13-year railbird oh. pick. The only, Ooh, the you only love your railbird pick picks. Old Carter has ever done. Wow. Um, granted, they're all single barrels. But... Mm-hmm. They've never done it with like a collab pick. So that is what I'm sitting on that I cannot wait to have because I have tried it and it is phenomenal. That's always not like the fact that you know going into it. It's Which actually helps me keep it close. The same. <laughs> That's true. Too. I'm like, true I know too. this is good. I know That's what it tastes too. like. But see, something like that is, is you know... I think that's a great reason to open yeah. that bottle. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with waiting for a, a moment to open something yeah. special. Just don't be like me and <laughs> continually push off that special moment or find an excuse not to uh, enjoy that special moment with something that you hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm I'm so bad at that. It's just the I don't I got to get better the, at it. The other one on my list. <laughs> I'm just gonna jump into my second one. The because uh, I don't even know what time we're at here. I hope everybody's enjoying this. We love you all. Um, Old Forester 150th anniversary, which I found at a random place. I was in Florida. Um, after we had moved up here, we were back in our hometown, and we were driving by our old house to like look in, you know, like you always do, I guess. And there was this tiny little liquor store that was always on the other side of the house, like in this little plaza. And I'm like, you know, they always randomly had good things before i got into bourbon i remember always seeing stack jr and some wellers and whatever so i walk in and that was the bourbon i had been hunting for at the time so i walk in i'm like do you have old forester 150th anniversary the guy looks at me and he's like yes and i'm like no like the one in the tube like he's like yeah i have it right here and he pulls it out and it was i believe like 20 i Forget what retail on that is, but I want to say I paid like 140 for it. I think it's yeah. like 125. And I was like, yes. He's like, you sure? And I was like, oh, I'm positive. And I bought yes, it, yes. and that bottle is amazing. And that is one I drink I all. The, that, I drink it all the time. It's a, it's going to be gone by the probably the end of this year. But I've just fully enjoyed that bottle, and it's one that I don't hold back drinking. Even though it, I mean, it's you can't come by it anymore. No, that tube, I mean, once again, talking about branding and, and marketing that and design, that, that tube is absolutely gorgeous. Um, just really stands out. You know, that'd be one that I'd keep the tube and just keep something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After I oh, finish yeah. the bottle, keep something and else. And the, the bottle is, is the <laughs> bottle, the bottle into like, like black, so it never looks empty. Oh. So like you could always have it on your shelf, right? I had no idea. Oh, and that's it, awesome. Fill it with making an infinity bottle yeah, or something. exactly. <laughs> Pour something cheap in there so when uh, your arch nemesis, nemesis comes over. For they think whatever they're getting that. Pour it from that and... They think they're getting. Yeah, they it's get a great idea. Too. All right, Pew, number two. 
before, wait, yeah, this is your second one, and then we're going to hear your story yeah. of where you're still kicking yourself. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Every night I still kick myself about that upcoming story. So this is another one I've it's been on my list for the longest time. I'm a huge Willet fan. Okay. Getting attacked over here. Um, okay. Okay. What's wait. Going on? <laughs> Hello. Getting stung. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. We got, a, we got an angry bee. I'm going to swell up like a grapefruit. The Guy black honey. He wants the black honey. George T. Stagg and a dab <laughs> of heart edition. just died on the podcast from a freaking hornet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I think it was huge. Anywho. So, huge Willet fan. Willet family estate rye is one of my absolute all-time favorite ryes. Uh, when I went up to Kentucky, I went and visited Willet, and on their tour, we were able to sip Willet bourbon, uh, Willet family estate bourbon specifically, and absolutely phenomenal. I'm not the biggest fan of their pot still or really any of their other bourbon lines. Um, the family estate bourbon just hits completely different. Uh, it just I know they do a lot of single barrel kind of like private picks, so it gets a little bit harder to find the family state bourbon it's gonna run you two to three hundred dollars like it's it's really expensive in public or in if i found one at msrp i'd still be hesitant to purchase it but it is a phenomenal bourbon what is it's that been on my top? list since okay yes yeah i've had that the green top is their rye. i have the green the purple top i've is tried the purple top and it blew my mind it's it's crazy to me having Pot still, and then going over to the family estate bourbon. It's, it, it doesn't even taste like the same distillery. Wow. Uh, it's just something special about it. I've I've walked past a couple bottles, but it was outrageous. I'm inspired now and to go home and drink all my good stuff. Uh, right? I'm so Do excited. Do it, because you, you need to. Um, you know, for me, if I'm going to spend a couple hundred dollars on a bottle, I need to go into it expecting to spend a couple yeah hundred you can't on stumble bottle. upon it no and so if i'm out and i see something on the shelf that's even if it's at msrp like if i walked into a store and there was a 250 fifty dollar <laughs> bottle of willet family state bourbon but i didn't go into it you know i went in to pick up a evan white yeah, label yeah. or something like that it's going to be usually bailey is the queen at convincing me <laughs> to buy something if we I love see you it. bailey so if she wasn't with me probably walk past right past it if she's with me she's probably like no you need to get that My get God. it get it get it get it and i'd buy it but you know, I've got to be in that right state of mind to, to spend that kind of money. Sure. But it's one that is, I think, phenomenal bourbon. It's probably one of my favorites. Uh, I think I, from what I've had, I enjoy it more than the George T. Stone. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I guess I have had both, and I would probably agree. I haven't, though, George T. Stack I had was 2019, but um, the purple top I had was just otherworldly, I would say. The, uh, the last yeah. one on my list here, this is one I do not have. I've never seen it. I've, I've seen the bottle. I've never had a pour from it, tried it, held it, nothing, is Eagle Rare 17. Is number one on my list of the bourbon that I want. And that's that. That's, yeah, I mean, that's a... Didn't they just recently change the proof on... Isn't it now higher proof, uh, the the most recent releases? I think it is. I think they upped the, the entry proof uh, into the bottle. In the past two or three years. But that is a... I was fortunate enough to have a sip of that one um, at a cigar event. Phenomenal. Mm. Phenomenal. Uh, that would be one that I wouldn't pair. I yes. I have that on its own. Like, that wouldn't touch anything. I'm not a huge fan of normal Eagle Rare. 
it's good juice. Yeah. I think it's a little overhyped. Yeah, um, yeah, because the normal Eagle Rare seventeen is still only ninety proof. I swear it was lower proof, but maybe I'm thinking of uh, another Buffalo Trace uh, Antique Collection release. But, but you would think it would be higher. It's really like good. Ninety is still low. Yeah, maybe they went down. Maybe it was a hundred. They went to I don't know. I'm looking at 2021. I was that was just 2020. They also have the even more limited release of the Eagle Rare. Comes in that yes. like silver carton. Silver it is box. now. Um, uh, the bottle is now. The whiskey is now bottled at the original strength of 101. So they went up. There it is. Yeah. So this so is the one I would want. Yeah. 101 proof. Yeah. I, I had, I think it was like 2017 that I had a, a pour of it and it completely, I mean, it was delicious. I would, I would go for back for that pour or that bottle. Man. Anytime. Mm. All right, Pew, we're ready for the story. I am, I'm All nervous. right, here we go. <laughs> so I got big into bourbon probably 2015. First really good bottle of bourbon that I ever had was E.H. Taylor Small yep. Batch. And that really kicked off. Bought it for 35 walked into a liquor store, um, faced a wall of bourbon, had no idea what I was doing, and literally just went off looks and price alone. Um, so I bought that bottle of Small Batch with zero expectations or zero understanding of what uh, the hype was at the time or maybe would be as years have gone by. So that, that was the bottle and the brand that really kicked off my journey. And then in 2017, I used to go... I was a frequent at one of my local cigar bars. They had, you could purchase alcohol there as well. You know, it was a package store as well as a cigar bar. Um, and at this cigar store, you got loyalty rewards. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> We're good. Um, and so, you know, every X amount of dollars that you spend, you'd get 10 bucks or whatever bucks in rewards. So I accumulated a decent amount of rewards. And, um, so I've been saving up and I wanted to buy something special. You know, they were a little over MSRP, but you know, Hey, cool. We'll, uh, we'll use these, uh, reward points and get, get a nice bottle. So I went in one day and, uh, I would always check the package store as, uh, I'd leave just to see if they got anything new in. And sure enough on the shelf is sitting, uh, an EH Taylor and it was an EH Taylor mm. barrel proof. And at the time I was just getting into high proofers, you know, knew a little bit, but you know, not certainly didn't understand the, the hype or the, um, draw or demand for right. some of these products. I and love that bottle so much. It was like 80 bucks. Oh, no. 80 bucks. <laughs> it's not even overpriced. Okay. So I I was like, all right, cool. Next week, I'm going to have enough rewards to buy it. I didn't have them with me at the time. So I was like, cool. I'll come back in a week, use my rewards, and not have to spend a dime of my own money. Didn't think anything of it. Like, cool. It's going to be there. If it's not, whatever. So I went back the next week, and either they had sold it or they had opened it up to sell at the bar. But uh, it was no longer there. And I will uh, never forgive myself for passing up that bottle. It's been on my, shortly after that, immediately hit my unicorn list. And looking back on it, it's one of those, like, I realized, yeah, I should have just spent it out of pocket. It wasn't overpriced. It was, you know, right where the MSRP is right. and should be. And it makes you wonder how many times you walked into a liquor store. Know. You know. And didn't know, yep. didn't even look or, or especially back in the 2015, 2016 and, and earlier before that, since, you know, you turned 21, all that good, you know, bottles of bourbon before the hype really took off in the last several years. Um, I imagine there's some, uh, some older guys out there and gals that predate us and 
are probably used to reminiscing on seeing Pappy regularly on the shelves or Buffalo T, uh, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s where, you know, it was the wine or vodka or whatever at the time, yes. whatever the craze was that would regularly be able to buy Buffalo Trace, Pappy and, and all that jazz. But yeah, that's the one that I regularly kick myself. It's the only time I've ever seen E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof on a shelf um, for sale. Yeah, that one that one hits hits hard and hit home. It's still my number one. That unicorn. bottle is absolutely amazing, and I agree. I can't imagine going back. You don't even have to go back that far. You go back ten years, yep. and you're walking into every Weller on the shelf. Most of the yep. like Van Winkle ten lot B. Once in a while, you yep. probably see uh, uh, twenty three Pappy or something for like a hundred and twenty bucks, hundred thirty bucks. All the E.H. Taylors, all the Buffalo Trace, like. Oh, I can't yep. imagine. It, well, if you did go back in time now and everybody else could go back in time, you wouldn't see it. But it's true to go back in time and see that. I sometimes see those Instagram posts yeah. of people that like took photos of bourbon shells in like 2012, 2013. And they're like, look at Jam this. Pool. You'd be a millionaire if you bottled yep. those then and just sold them now. But yep. that's the fun part about unicorns, though, is I. this sounds kind of lame. But I'll walk into a shop, and if I see that bottle behind the glass, that's fairly priced, or maybe it's not behind the glass. It's just on the shelf. And I'm like, oh, my God, they don't know what they have. And your heart starts racing, and you're like, <laughs> and you like grab it, and you're like, okay, I hope nobody notices. Nobody acts natural. I need to be <laughs> cool here. And I, there's just something about bourbon, hunt, bourbon hunting that is so exciting. And also, Pew, I'm pretty sure I just found the Colmena Amada number 36 in stock. So once this is over, we oh. are buying that box. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, even better if you're walking into a retail shop and it's priced. Right. <laughs> and it's not sitting behind the counter with no price. If there's no price and it's behind the counter. Yeah. Probably. Like, probably yeah, they not know what they if, have. There's probably a reason it's still back right. there. Yeah. Uh, I walked into a local liquor store, State Run, and that's where I found my Elmer T. Lee. Oh. It was like mid-afternoon on a Thursday, day off. I don't know. It was summer. I don't know why I was out. And sitting there. Elmer T. Lee, just on the side, like not even on the shelf, 35 bucks, only bottle or else I would have bought him out of it. Yeah. I felt like a kid yes. in a candy store. I was like, yes, please. That's amazing. And I opened that up on the yep. first FA4 that I, uh, I showed up on. And that bottle is I remember killed. that. It, it's an amazing bottle. <laughs> that bottle I've had that at a restaurant a before, and it, and it was special. And I could, it would just pair so beautifully with cigars. It's like ma made to pair with cigars. It does. Um. Anytime I head home uh, to visit my parents, my dad's like, why don't you bring yeah. that bottle of uh, Elmer yeah. T. Lee? And I show up, and like, not only is my dad taking pours off of it, my mom's like, oh, this is it really good. It tastes really like, good with my okay, ginger ale. Enjoy. Give, you give enjoy, me no, that. I, oh, I'd, I'd be slapping wrists. <laughs> no, uh, they know that that's uh, maybe a single ice cube or, or that's going into Glen Cairn. Oh. <laughs> Unicorns, people. Uh, let us know what yours are. Drop a comment on uh, the YouTube video if you're watching this. I want to know about these cigars that you've always wanted, whiskeys you've always wanted, maybe ones that you've found. What's the what's the craziest yes. bourbon you found that you paid retail for? Because some of those stories are just like the Elmer T. Lee are nuts. It's like, wow, you got lucky. Yeah. You were at the right place at the right time. That is such an amazing part about cigars, about whiskey, is yes, there are amazing, arguably not even arguably, way more amazing regular production cigars that are consistent, but there are those special mm -hmm. ones that are limited quantities for whatever reason it is. And it's just fun to find them and find a good time and good people to enjoy them with period. Absolutely. And if you have any of the uh, cigars or whiskeys that we've talked about, 
um, as our unicorns. Light them up, pour yes. a glass, enjoy it on our behalf, and let us know that you did so so we can live vicariously through you um, and enjoy that And if unicorn. you have Eagle Rare 17, we will uh, drop our P.O. box in the show notes below. Feel free to send it, <laughs> and uh, we'll get you hooked up with cigars for uh, the next, I don't know, two years. Uh, hey, we appreciate you all. Uh, Pew, great episode. Absolutely. Love chatting about this. That was fun. We uh, we've got some brand interviews coming up, and more two Dave's two palettes always for you every single Tuesday on the Cigar Club podcast. The end of season one is nearing, uh, but we've got some cool stuff lined up in season two. We're coming out with a bang. You just wait and see. Better than ever. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you like this video. Show us some love. Download it on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts wherever you do your streaming. We will uh, talk to you all next Tuesday. Happy smoking. Until next time. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,